So it's nice to see you all. And uh, I, I tell you, I, I was, as I was walking in, I thought the, the sun was shining. I thought, oh well, after a rubbish week of weather, it's nice to, nice to have got a, a bit of a glimpse of sun anyway. So uh, it's lovely to be with you. So uh, I'm going to be doing something slightly different this morning. Um, I'm not going to be doing the preach from 1 Corinthians chapter 7. So you are able to, we've, uh, I've asked Matthew to send out the link um, uh, so you can watch it uh, later um, if uh, you're able to do that. Um, so the, the title uh, of that was um, uh, Marriage, Sex and uh, Marriage, Singleness and Sex from 1 Corinthians chapter 7. So you'll be able to follow that. So if you don't get the link, um, if you can liaise with someone who in the church who all does get the link, they can, they can make sure you get it. Is that okay? So we're going to uh, be doing something different. We're gonna, uh, I'm going to be taking us through a bit of a narrative. Narrative is uh, sort of like a story, biblical story. We're going to go through a chapter uh, in uh, an Old Testament book, the book of Samuel. I felt God speak to me out of that uh, while I was, uh, Annie and I were away on holiday. And, um, uh, and I just feel it's really relevant to the moment that we're in today. So uh, I want to use this text to speak about, uh, about Hope North and uh, where we're at and uh, where we're going and what's gonna, what we're going to be doing. Uh, many uh, will be aware of the headline of what I'm going to say. If you're not, my apologies, I just haven't been able to... Uh, been able to speak to everybody. But the headline is, um, very sadly, we're uh, having to make the decision um, that we're going to stop our Hope North meeting, and from January uh, 2023, we're going to be meeting again as one church. And, and so it's with a lot of sadness um, that we've had to make that decision. Um, and I just want to take you a little through the story as we look at this passage uh, from 1 Samuel 30. Now, um, and also I've got a, uh, Becky's going to share uh, a couple of words that she had uh, during, um, uh, uh, later on. Um, I know Kirsty had one as well, so I don't know whether Kirsty wants to share hers as well at the same time. I've actually got it here, Kirsty, if you, if you want to, if you want to do that. So in, in 2018, um, God, God spoke to us very clearly about, uh, about north of, Winchester, the north of the city, and um, uh, particularly in terms of doing something in Kingsworthy. And so we felt God very clearly speak to us about that. It was all about, uh, we felt God speak particularly about making more space for uh, people. And uh, we were, uh, behind that statement, we were looking to um, reach new people and build community in the north of Winchester and uh, in the villages north of Winchester. That was, if you like, that was, that was the mission. And, and I want to say, the first, March 2019 we started and uh, it, went, it was going so, so well. We were averaging, it's, it's not about numbers, okay, but we were averaging around 80, which included children and teenagers. And then suddenly, out of the blue, COVID hit. Just came left field, and it was a sideswipe. And so I want us to just start now with that context in mind. We're going to read a passage, um, 
uh, and we're going to go through it bit by bit on the slides. So the first slide's going to come up, and this is uh, basically David, uh, King David and his, well, it's not King yet, but David and his men, uh, they are, Saul is trying to kill them, and so they are connected, loosely connected with the Philistines, and so they're, They've gone, uh, the Philistines are fighting Israel. David's loosely connected with the Philistines because King Saul wants to kill him. And so David is, is sort of with the Philistine troops, but he isn't really. And the Philistine leaders say, go back. So David has gone along with the Philistines, um, uh, but he isn't really going to fight uh, uh, with them. And the Philistine leaders go back. And so they go back to where they were encamped, where they were living, where their community was. And, uh, and this is what it says. David and his men arrived in Ziklag on the third day. The Amalekites had raided the Negev and attacked and burned Ziklag. They had also kidnapped the women and everyone in it from the youngest to the oldest. They had killed no one but had carried them off as they went on their way. David finds the, 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 the place, the village, the town burned. Their wives, sons and daughters kidnapped. Now... The Amalekites were like a fierce warrior-like people. They were who, who literally, you couldn't plan what they're going to do. They just simply just came and swept through places. When they did, they left a trail of destruction. Totally unexpected. There was no way of preparing for them. And David and his men were just caught out. For us, COVID was just like that. It was just like the Amalekites came through and went... And it was just devastation in this way. It decimated church life across, uh, not just across <coughs> Winchester, it's across the UK, it's across the world. People uh, died, millions of people have died of COVID. Um, literally, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people have been swept away from church that were part of our communities are just no longer there. It's just decimated. Rightly or wrongly, it's just happened. And the main impact, I think, has been the loss of people. And post-COVID, uh, as we've come back post-COVID, both of our sites, North and Central, were severely depleted. And when we started regathering in September 21, um, I reckon there was probably only about 50% of people at both sides. That's what it looked like. If we go to the second slide. So here's the story. The story unfolds. David and the troops with him wept loudly until they had no strength left. There was a lot of weeping in the season that we've been in. A lot of grieving. People struggling to understand what was going on. Struggling to understand their own emotions. And then it goes on, David, it's even affected David and his wives being uh, kidnapped. David was in, in an extremely difficult position because the troops talked about stoning him, for they were very bitter over the loss of their sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord, his God. I mean, the emotional impact on all of us, on everybody, has been massive, without a doubt. Um, and we've all felt it in one way, shape or form. Some of us have been sad, some of us have been cross, some of us, it's, it's provoked all sorts of reactions. But I also want to say, reaction to leadership in churches across this season has uh, been uh, challenging. Many churches that I know of, leaders have 
stepped down. There's been bust-ups with leadership teams and right across, I mean, sadly, across the UK, I, 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 I'm not going to do it, but I could name, I, I don't exaggerate, I would reckon I could name 10 churches where leaders in what I call this vicinity that are no longer leading churches. And many of them, it's a result of what's happened. Been huge stuff going on. It's been really, really tricky for all sorts of things, for all sorts of reasons. For us, I want to say, I, I, it's probably been the most difficult time of church life that I've ever known. I've never known a season like it, if I'm honest. And I know for James and Ellen leading the site here, it's been a huge deal. They've carried such pressure over the season. I want to say you've been amazing with them. You've been great. They've, you've, you've been good people to lead, but they have had, the, the pressure's been intense on them and those that have been leading alongside them. Um, we wouldn't have survived if God hadn't been our strength. That's the truth. And so we're here because God's been our strength. If we go to the, the next slide. So, uh, David wants to find out what should we do now that we find ourselves in this place and um, so he gets the priest and they, they go to God and David says Lord should I pursue these raiders will I overtake them the Lord replied to him pursue them for you will certainly overtake them and rescue the people and here, here what's happening is David's going right okay we're not just giving up now actually we're going to we're going to we're looking to recover and uh, see people restored amongst us, people that we've lost. That's the, that's the goal. And that's what we've been doing over this last year. This last year we have sought to do that. It's taken time. We've tried to keep everything simple and sustainable. Um, uh, and my prayer, right at the very beginning, of, some of you will remember, I probably said this several times at the beginning, my prayer right at the beginning that no, no one amongst us would die of COVID and that we would be bigger at the end than we were at the beginning. That's, that's what my prayer was right at the beginning. I just felt it was sort of something sweeping through that wanted to wipe out church across the UK. And I, that's, what was, that's what I've been praying. And, um, and if I put the next slide up, I think my, my, in my heart, I, my goal be faith for more. There must be more, God. There must be more than where we're at. And so as we've been uh, challenged by what's happening, deep down I'm convinced that God has more for us. And um, in truth, when we started running Hope North, our focus at the start at the start was, was just about getting a Sunday gathering up. That, that was our main focus. And by the end of the first year, I think we'd established, really, uh, well, well established. But as I look back and reflect on things that maybe I could have done better, and as a church we could have done better, I think one of the things that we didn't manage to do in that first year is that we didn't manage to transition so well into reaching a community. We were, all our efforts were going into um, a Sunday gathering. I felt there was, there was good signs of community uh, amongst us. Um, but, uh, and I think we probably, we've, as a church, as uh, a central site, we would have learned stuff from, uh, from what 
what happened here at Hope North. And when, when Andy had his uh, uh, terrible accident, I mean, to be honest, uh, humanly, he shouldn't be here now. He's only here by a miracle of God. And, you know, he's shared, I think he was sharing the other week about it. I mean, he's here by a miracle of God. And, and I, I want to say, in that moment, the sense of community that, that people praying and, I mean, as a community, you were brilliant, just praying through the night for him and standing with him and supporting him as a family. So there'd be many, many, many good things. But I, I think probably the area that we struggled in terms of, was about, in terms of reaching the community. And I still believe, despite the challenges, that God has more for us in the north of Winchester. I, I really do. And so whilst the meeting may finish, I think there's, the mission is still there to reach uh, Kingsworthy, South Wanston, and the villages around. I feel there's, there's more for us. I don't know, Becky, do you want to come and share? I mean, I might be, this would be a good moment for you to share the words that you've had. I've got them written out if you've got them, if you want. Okay, I can remember them. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess um, lots of us will be feeling very mixed emotions, but I think for us as a family, uh, the main emotion is obviously sadness and uh, not wanting to go back to Central, if I'm honest. And I think the only thing that would persuade me back there is if I felt God saying it's right and if I felt that this was God because if it's God, then I want to follow no matter how I feel. If it's God, then I'm all in, right? And so um, I've been praying, I've been saying, God, speak to me about this, otherwise I'm not going back. <laughs> and so um, the first time that I felt him speaking to me about it, many years ago we had a guy leading this church called Greg Haslam, some of you might know. And I remember a sermon that he gave where he was talking about, you're either a pillar in the church or you're an arrow, right? Both are important, both are needed. If you're a pillar, you're staying to hold a church up. If you're an arrow, you're sent to be a blessing somewhere else. And John and I, we always felt like pillars, right? He's more shaped for a pillar than me, but, you know, we were pillars. And um, But then when we heard about Hope North, we were like, no, we're arrows. We're definitely arrows, and we go in there. And I don't know about you, but if you're in Hope North, you were an arrow. We are an arrow. We've come here, and we have been a blessing to each other and to the church. And so it, it feels like a backward step to go back. But then I was looking at Instagram, and Jay John was talking about arrows, and he was saying, actually, to launch an arrow, you pull it back before it goes forward. And I was like, wow, actually, I feel like Hope North, we're being pulled back. Now, that's not to say that either we're going to go forward in the future, or some of us are going to be arrows. So, oh, we, you know, we've learned from this situation. But I felt clearly God was saying, I'm pulling you back. And it's for launching forward, and it's for good stuff. And then I was trying to get to sleep another night, and I just had this verse going through my head, Isaiah 43, 6. And I was like, what is that verse? I was saying to Steve, I'm sure he would have known what verse that was. But it's there, it's here, look. I saved it, Steve. <laughs> it says this, I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. And I was like, wow, that is God saying, come back. That whole chapter is about Israel coming back. God is saying, sons and daughters, come back north, give them up. I don't know why he's saying that. It doesn't seem to make any logical sense to me, but I think he knows better than me. And then the last thing I had um, was just a dream where I was standing in front of this little veg patch 
and it was my veg patch. It was really neat and orderly and easy to care for. And I looked up and there was this massive field and I felt someone say to me, this field is your field and you can grow pumpkins on it. I really want to grow pumpkins. I've never had any success. And, I, and so I was like, wow, this whole field. But like, how would I grow pumpkins on a field that big? How would I cultivate it? And anyway, I woke up and I felt God was saying, no, you're being called to a bigger field. And I think we are... Hope North, we are being called to a bigger field and I know that it feels like a backward step and I know that it feels so sad, but I don't think that we're returning the way that we came, right? I don't, none of us are the same. I think we've all grown through this. We, I mean, I've, we've loved seeing people stepping up and stepping out and doing things that they would never have done at Central and I think let's not lose that. That's part of our journey with God and he's calling us now to go back with everything we've learned, with our, you know, our closer walk with him. He's calling us back. I don't know why, but, but I do trust Jesus, and so I am all in. Um, I was uh, sharing with Steve and people that I... So when we first came to North, um, Hannah bought a whole tray of spider plants and they were little baby ones and the, the idea was that we each took a spider plant and because we were the baby church and we were going to grow. Um, and as I was praying over the last month, I looked at this spider plant, which um, has been brilliant and given us lots more baby spider plants, but the original plant was looking really strung out and bedraggled and it's kind of grown very long and thin and it doesn't look its best um, and it's still alive it's still green it's still it's still very it's not a dead plant by any means it's in fact this last week even given us a new baby spider plant but it didn't look it didn't look good and for many of us I feel whether that's in within church things or home things and life things we feel a bit strung out at the moment and we feel like we just not not at our best. We're not at our healthiest. And I don't know a lot about plants. Matt is the plant person in our house. But I do know that when you have a plant that's not looking its best, you pot it out into a bigger pot. And I much, very much felt from God that was a symbol that our, our North Church needed to be potted back into its bigger pot so that it could grow healthier and be nourished and encouraged so that it can be a better, healthier, bigger plant in the future and keep producing more baby plants and, and be healthier again. Okay, thanks Kirsty. Thanks Becky. I hope that's, that's helpful. Uh, I wanted you to hear that because that's coming from people who've, uh, who actually feel this so keenly. You know, this is, the, I, I know this is a, a uh, uh, been a big decision and so I just wanted you to hear a little from them and so I just if we put the next slide slide up um, uh, the next slide uh, um, uh, it, it says so David and the 600 men went with him so, so David goes to recover so he's about in the process of recovering now listen this is what it says where some stayed behind so David, 400 of the men continued in the pursuit, while 200 stopped because they were too exhausted to cross the, the wadi. And burnout, I want to say, has been a massive issue uh, through and post-COVID. People don't have the energy they once had. Lots of people are simply exhausted uh, by everything. Uh, and so uh, I've been watching people who were 
really clearly with us two and a half years ago, just starting to come back to church, Sunday gatherings now, like two and a half years later, you're like, how? But that, that's, that's where they've been at. They've been struggling to return. And I want to say, that's okay. Because we need to have grace for all. And um, we need to have grace for one another. You see, getting people back has been a huge issue serving. You will have felt it here. I know there are people here who have been serving every week for the last year. And I want to say, so well done. You have done such an amazing job. I am so proud to be associated with people who have put their, their back in that way. And it's cost you a lot. I know week after week, some of you, children's work one week, uh, hosting a meeting another, doing teas and coffee, you know, you know, rotors. And you have done so, so well. Uh, uh, you know, you will know that the, the setup here is so stripped back. We couldn't, we couldn't strip it back any further than we stripped it back. Simply, it, it, when you were here at the beginning, you'll remember there were speakers, there were this, there were you know, all sorts of things going on. And just to sustain the meeting, we, we have cut everything right back. You will know there's been huge pressure on some people. So, you know, John and James and Anna leading worship, you know, pretty much every other week. And if they're not leading the worship, they might be hosting and Becky hosting and then Becky speaking at Central, coming here. Do you know what I mean? The, the pressure has just been intense. People doing tech, totally doing tech. I don't know how many weeks in a row you did, you were just doing the, the words and just faithfully doing it. I mean, I'm just amazing. But the, the pressure was great. And um, I, I want to say for months, Sunday by Sunday, um, for James and Alan in particular, I understand it because I was, it was what it felt like at Central. You're turning up on a Sunday, you don't know what you're going to find. You're walking in with attention of, are people going to be here? Is the person who was going to do that have suddenly got a COVID or cold or whatever? Every, it's been like that. So you're walking in and the, the mental pressure is you're, you're walking, you're carrying that every Sunday. And so for James and Alan, they've carried that Sunday by Sunday, faithfully, and um, they didn't know where the gaps were going to be. It's been mentally exhausting. And um, it's our goal to be kind. Uh, Annie says to this to me, Steve, be kind to yourself. She goes, you need to be kind to yourself. Um, you know, the challenge for us through the season is, is being kind to ourselves and being kind to others, because there's always grace for all. If we go on to the next slide... So, they, 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 the, the 400 men, they, they, they recover everything. So, people start, they're bringing people back. People are starting to come back. Okay? And then, suddenly, um, uh, we, we, as, they come, as they're coming back, um, oh, I'm just, maybe I've jumped a slide. Um, can we... Um, so David recovers everything. So he, he recovers everything. Nothing's missing. If we go to the next slide. And then David, the 200 men uh, who were with him, too exhausted to go with him, they've been left. They come out to meet them as they come back with all the people. And when David approaches them, he greets them. But everybody else is going, oh, they weren't with us. Where they'd been, you know, when we were doing all this hard work, what was going on? And... and, and and David says, no, 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 no. David has grace for all. 
He says, you mustn't do this, brothers, uh, with what God's given us. He protected us and handed over to the raiders who came against us. God, God allowed all this to happen. Don't treat people like that. And so as people were coming back, David was going, no, no, we need to embrace all this grace for everyone. People need uh, to recover. There is no shame. There is definitely no sense of failure. And, uh, and I want to say, I and mean, this is, uh, James and Anna and I know, have, have, this has been a really tough season for them. And uh, last August, they just found themselves, they were burnt out. They were just burnt out. And, uh, and as we talked to them and prayed with them, uh, it became clear that they needed to do something for their own sake, for their own family. They, they just couldn't carry on like that. They have been magnificent. I want to tell you, they have been magnificent. I'm so proud of them. Now, James isn't here, not because I was going to say that. It's actually he's at Twickenham um, uh, with, um, at the rugby. He's got a school trip, hasn't he, to yes. the rugby. Um, but, uh, but we've been concerned for them, as we've just been concerned for them. And, and in talking to them about the future... And so they, they came to the place where they're, they're dis- and it was a right decision, I want to say it was a right decision, they needed to step back from leading Hope North and return to Hope Central to recuperate. And they have done, I want to say that again, they've done a great job. And as I've talked to numbers of you over these last uh, days, uh, I know each of you have been so grateful for all that they've done and the way that they've led. But I want to say, people are more important than meetings. And if, if there's anything I've learned over the years, people are more important than meetings. And so, um, can we go to the last um, slide? Or the next slide? And, and so when... Da- no, go back to the one... Sorry, t- sorry, Tony, that's my fault. Um, and so David gets back to Ziklag. Uh, what he does... So they've come back and they've recovered. So they've recovered lots of this. But they've recovered more than they lost. That starts to happen. And so what he does is he says, he sends some of the plunder to his friends. Here's a gift for you. And then, and then you read a little later in the verses later, he talks about the communities around, about how what they've got, what God is starting to do as part of the recovery, is to bless others. And I, I want to um, say this to you. Um, uh, this is about a change for better. So something is happening here. That God has allowed to happen. That God is doing something that's for the better. So I want to say this to you. Ziklag, the place where they were, needed to be rebuilt. The Amalekites had come to They destroyed everything. They burnt everything. They'd taken everybody. But when it was rebuilt, it didn't look the same. It was never going to look the same. It would be better. And what they'd received back needed to be shared with others around. It was for the communities around. And I feel that there's something here that what God is doing, I don't understand it either. I would, this is not the script I'd written. And I, honestly, I'm the last, I was the last one who wanted to do this, quite honestly. Um, and, and others with a bit more foresight were saying, we can see this coming, Steve. And I'm like, no, I, I, I you know, I'd wanted to hold on for as long as possible, if I'm, if I'm honest. But I feel God's in this, and, and God is doing something that is, is, he's allowed something to be taken down, but it's for something, for, for a better day. 
And it's actually about that those around for blessing for those around. It's a blessing for you, but it's a blessing for the communities around. It's not worse, it's just different. I think what we do in the villages north of Winchester now needs to look different, just needs to look a bit different in this next season. The mission still remains. We're, we're convinced, and talking to a few of you, I know that you are so passionate about building community here in Kingsworthy and uh, South Wonston and the villages that you live in. I, you know, God has been with us and he is still with us. And we want to be a blessing to the many, many people that have also been damaged by what's happened in these last years. I want to tell you, there are people out here who are struggling with mental health issues. They're struggling with all sorts of issues over what's happened in these last two years. And actually, we can be a blessing to them. And so, we, I also want to say, as a church, we have learned such a lot from what you're doing here. And I, I know just in talking to Becky, Becky is, you know, has challenged me really about, you know, Steve, we mustn't lose what we've gained here. And, and I want to say, some of you at Central, if, if we were just one church, might not have been serving in the way you're serving. And, and my, my encouragement as we come back is not for you to come on, crack the whip. You know, you're going to need just a bit of space. But I want you to be fruitful. I want you to grow. I want you to be fruitful. And I want, as Becky has said, you know, this challenge of God is, is doing this, pulling the bow back. Who knows what God will do for you? I'm going to use a, a, a couple um, who are, uh, were in the church a number of years ago. Um, John and Jill. John had had a stroke. And uh, many of you will know John and Jill Richbell. And um, they were retired, it was coming to retirement, and, and they said, we'd, we'd quite like to go and be, uh, be involved in a church plant. And I said, okay. So we said, we don't know what we're going to do, but we just feel stirred that, to do something like that. And I said, well, what are you going to do? They said, oh, we want to move down to, and they were talking about moving down to the coast. Okay, Dad. And I said, well, if all that is, is just going down to the seaside, that's that's retirement, honestly. Just call it retirement. Let's call it what it is. But if you have in your heart, God's got more for you, then in this season, this next season, you need to do whatever you can to prepare yourself to be involved in a church plant because that's tough ground. That's hard work. And if, if running a site is difficult, church planting is even harder. Okay, so I said you, you just need to get involved. And, and I would encourage you to lead a group again. Get involved in leading something. So they, they honestly, they, they were amazing. They, they listened to what I said, and they did it. And they then went and joined a uh, church plant down in Wimborne. And, and actually over COVID, it, it's been really difficult. The church leaders stepped down. They have now become a site of uh, Fording, the church in Fordingbridge, New Life Church Fordingbridge. But John and Jill are leading the site. I'm just like, I was with them the other day. I'm thinking, wow, God, who would have thought that God would do that? You know, John had, uh, had, a, had a stroke and, you know, but, and you see them do that. They were so excited. They were such a, the church, the leader of the church of Fordingbridge, Paul said to me, he said, they're great. They're just great. And I just want to say, who knows what God is going to do in the future? And so, in this moment, it is sad. So I don't want to pretend it's not sad. It's sad. But I just want you to lift your eyes 
what might God be saying for the future for you? I, um, so the roadmap going forward is on the 4th of December will be our last gathering here. And uh, then we've got some one church events which were planned anyway over Christmas and the new year. And in Je- from January, we'll be meeting together as one church. And in uh, the next weeks and months, uh, uh, we hope to gather with some of you to talk about what the way forward could look like in terms of what we could do in the communities around. Uh, I've, uh, as I've talked with a few of you, I've already seen a glint in, in your eye in terms of you, you've, got, you know, you've got heart for, I know you've got heart for community. I, you know, talking to Jackie and Linda in terms of South Watson, you have a deep passion for that community. I, I caught a glint in Mary's eye on Zoom the other day when she wasn't feeling very well. I still caught a glint in her eye that she's passionate about this community here in Kingsworthy. And so I feel God's got more for us. Now, um, if you have any questions, I'm happy to, to take questions now from the front. I'm happy to, to speak to you afterwards. Um, but if there aren't any questions, so I'll give you the opportunity in a second to ask questions. I've got to pray for us and then maybe we could uh, uh, just pray f- in groups for each other. Because oh, this is a big deal. Okay, I don't want to pretend this isn't a big deal. This is a big deal, I get it. So does anyone, is anyone, oh, okay, Hannah, what's the question? So I'm going to repeat the question for the recording. So the recording, Hannah was saying um, uh, the, the challenge uh, for everybody at North in terms of um, getting children, getting into the central Winchester, getting ready for a Sunday gathering, uh, is there a possibility that, that we could move the meeting back to half ten? Uh, all I would say is we hadn't considered that. I mean, we can certainly, we will talk about it. So... Uh, I can't promise you that we will do that. I mean, the challenge that we... Let me say the challenge that we're having at Central is that people aren't turning up off until half ten anyway, even though we're starting at ten. <laughs> uh, well, that's on recording, isn't it? Should that not be an indicator? But no, no, some people are. Yeah, and, no. yeah, but, well, it, 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 it could be an indicator, but it could be that you start at half ten and people don't turn up till eleven. And, and to be honest, in church life... That's what I've seen over many years. So I've actually, whatever time you start, people actually always end up coming in late for whatever reason. So, that, that, yeah, but thank you. That's a good question. Anyone else? Gloria. Okay, so just for the just for the tape, Gloria, uh, when Becky was sharing, had, had just had the word consolidation. Consolidation is sometimes you have to draw back to go forward. And the bow picture, I think it's a helpful picture that sometimes you have to do that to, uh, to go further and do more. And there are seasons in, seasons in church life. I, I honestly, as I said to you, I haven't, this isn't a season I planned. It wasn't a season I was expecting, didn't expect to be here. I hoped not to be here. So to be here is, I I feel sad, probably for slightly different reasons to you. 
And I think that's, a, that's actually, so Gloria's saying that the kids had, uh, had been working on a banner um, and uh, on the banner, the ki- some of them scribbled over it, which, uh, which is what happens, and uh, which is absolutely fine. And I think the challenge of uh, that God sometimes allows our neat plans to be messed up. And I feel that, I feel that. I'm not cross with God at all. He's God and he's in control and he will work. His purpose is out, but sometimes we need to know he's in control, we need to trust him. So, Mary. Yeah, I've had a word that's been brewing for a couple of weeks, so I'm going to have something to share with. Come on then. Because um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to remember it, and you're going to tell me off afterwards if I don't. <laughs> So as Steve said, when we heard about this, I, Ben and I had COVID. <laughs> I wasn't really on the same planet on that Zoom call. But um, basically, what Ben and I chatted after, and some of you know, we've been part of, um, so I'm quite emotional, we've been part of pioneering in this village for a very long time. We were called here as missionaries quite a long time. Um, we did messy church. It was incredible. Boy, was it hard. Tim and Esther were hugely part of this. Um, there are seasons, there are always seasons. And Ben had this word that um, he remembered Guy Miller speaking over us here and said, you guys are pioneers. And we were like, yeah, yeah, we know, we've been there. And he goes, nah, you're breaking ground. And the picture I've been having all morning and the past few weeks is, and it's you and, Ed, and, you and James, Kevin, is a pickaxe and you've been hammering and it's just been kind of shaking in your hand and you're like, this nothing is happening. Oh boy, it's happening. It's happening underneath. And that's what I want everyone to hold on to. Nothing is wasted here. Absolutely nothing. Very good. So, um... Can I just... just yeah. Yeah. Um, so, when we pray, we get to pray for our kids and youth. Because I think as adults, there's a lot of this that we can hear and understand. Um, but we told our kids this week and there were tears and you know, all of that, and I think we need to pray for okay. our kids to also understand this process, and for us as parents, kids and youth, to be able to communicate what Steve has brought this morning, but also to support them in that transition, from, from being here to then being at Central, and I know that's something we test you want to think about for the kids' work, but in your prayers, just remember that the kids are going to process this very so for the tape, uh, what Matt is rightly saying is that the kids process differently, they're not here, and we ought to be praying for the kids and the teenagers particularly in terms of this. It's really challenging. And uh, So I, I'm going to pray for you, and, and then we're going to... I'd encourage you, if you're able, if you feel comfortable with that, getting into little groups and, and just praying for yourselves and praying for the kids and for the, these next days. So, Heavenly Father, I want to thank you that you are sovereign, ruling over all. I want to thank you that uh, there there have been many times in my life when things happened that I didn't expect, I didn't plan, and I'm left looking at wondering what on earth is going on. And I want to say and declare, you have always been faithful through all the ups and downs and difficult circumstances of life. You have always been there. 
and you have always been working out your good, perfect and pleasing will. And so Father, as we face this moment, we declare you are the same God. You are faithful and you don't change and we trust you. And so Father, I want to pray that you would work out your good, perfect, pleasing plan. Father, for each of the individuals and the families that are represented here, Father, for the children and the teens, thank you. I pray, Father, would you keep hold of them, stay near them, protect them. Father, I pray, Lord God, that they would know the grace of God, the hand of God on them. I pray, Father, in this next season, Father, these next weeks, I pray, Father, that you would bless this community. I pray as they come back to central, Lord God, those who are able to do that and wanting to do that, I pray that they would flourish and uh, consolidate and, Father, that you would use them mightily in the days ahead. I pray, Father, that you would help us reach the community of Kingsworthy and South Wanston and the villages around. Father, give us a new way of reaching new people that we would see the kingdom of God come in increasing measure. Father, we know there are many hurting people out there who need the grace of God, need to know about your wonderful son, Jesus. So we pray that you would help us. In Jesus' name, amen.